0: The following is a conversation with Bev, who is host for the Dimside channel on YouTube and Rumble. I first saw her on the Unsafe Space podcast and podcast network, which was always a great podcast criticizing the woke insanity like I mentioned during our speak together. It was much honor to speak with Bev, and I much thank her willingness to talk with me, especially since I knew to this country and not know as good English. 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 Why are you gay? Hello, hey, how's it going?
1: Good How are you?
0: I'm good, okay, so you have the podcast is a guy in his room. That's why you've got that name, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks for coming uh yeah, but i uh yeah, I've never done live uh have you always been doing live streams?
0: um, yeah, I never really did it so I think you came in after unsafe uh, space like when we moved to my own channel, but we were doing it through unsafe space first and I was just like a producer and editor and then started doing live streaming. so I've always just done it live. It's easier too because I'm lazy instead of having to pre-record things and yeah. I just like I like the interaction with chat too so that's kind of like the vibe. but when I was doing for producing and editing we would do pre-recorded stuff as well so but I, but I wasn't on camera
1: yeah, that's cool i uh yeah, I heard of them like um over the pandemic like they're one of the podcasts I found like I was looking for anyone criticizing woke stuff.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, same. Well, I, I found about them through another person and yeah, so it was just kind of like slowly getting I think it started with like sort of a climate change pod like a YouTuber and then I came across someone else who did like politics who talked about unsafe space and then I just started as a volunteer there.
1: <laughs> oh did they did they like do it for a while before that or did they just start and have a following already <laughs> somehow uh,
0: before i joined or
1: uh sorry what's the question like were they uh had they been doing it before 2020
0: Oh yeah, he started a few a couple years before that. It was like 2017, 18 when he was doing like intermittent stuff.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: And then but then it didn't it started building up more around 2020 with everything going on cuz it was still like very few followers until then, yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess like 2020s when I uh kind of like was looking for um I guess that's when I was like really uh realizing like the woke stuff had gone crazy. I mean, I guess a lot of people did, but uh I guess before that I kind of I think I kept trying to like think, "Oh, this is like, I don't know, just some people that are crazy, and not, you know."
0: Yeah, I didn't realize it was a thing until then. I never, I mean, you know, I was in Chicago and I had liberal friends and and sort of they probably talked about socialism things too yeah yeah they did but I just I didn't really think about it as like this this growing culture problem Um, because it was just sort of like I keep ignoring it because I don't feel like getting in these conversations um, yeah just kind of because like second city was all about you know it's always left-leaning so I was just kind of used to that so I just kind of stayed out of it but it got worse <laughs> Um especially when trump was elected was i working yeah i was working at second city then because when trump was elected i worked in the night staff for uh, the second city comedy theater and i remember like they had this like big team meeting in one of the theaters and they asked like you know if you're uh, upset like you know if you're if you're emotionally affected or whatever it was about the election about trump being elected and like people would stand up or, or something for it and i did not understand i was totally confused why this was such a big deal to people like what the like the, the guy that's on tv like that big guy. like why are you so freaked out about it because i wasn't paying attention so i had no idea why everyone was so panicky about this like i barely paid attention to the election um so like so that was that should have like hinted toward it but um it wasn't until more with with the coof and all that happening when I was like, this is not great, and then seeing everything else with, with George Floyd and stuff too. I'm like, man, what's happening with the world? And Unsafe Space was able to help me like sort of piece together, like, oh, this is what's going on.
1: <laughs> so you you used to do improv stuff in Chicago <laughs> or something?
0: yeah yeah i did improv mostly improv a little a little bit of sketch but yeah i moved to chicago for for comedy things so i d- took classes at second city io theater and annoyance theater so those are like the big three in chicago and like the ones where people look, move on to snl and stuff but i've never actually been that big of a fan of snl i just put those were the comedy theaters there um so i i did that for five or so years i think and then but because of the culture like before again it was like not really consciously aware of it but it was seeing how they they're like too political or, or it wasn't as like, we couldn't be as funny though. I could just, I was watching people like they're not as funny and they're more preachy because it would be them going on stage and saying like, Oh, I'm a woman and like women are better and, and (laughs) men suck. So it was just really basic. I'm like, you can just be a woman and be on stage and be literally anything you want because we're playing pretend and you're choosing to just talk about how you're a woman and how you're better than men. And it was so lame. And But that was kind of like what they, they kept pushing for, like not just the performers, but like the institutions were like, yeah, we want more of this. And it just kind of grew less fun. Um, I really like the obscure, abstract kind of like weird comedy rather than doing political stuff, too. So after yeah. a while, it was kind of like, eh, I've had enough so that I <laughs> got a different job. And I also started as an audio engineer. Intern and then got free, oh. uh, hired as a freelancer downtown. <laughs> so,
1: so you had, well, were you taking classes then? Mm-hmm. Or you had yeah. a job or something?
0: Yeah. So uh, I was taking classes at those theaters. And then I also started working at Second City as a, on the night staff. So I was a server in the theaters. So you had to, okay. uh, you had to carry out your drinks and stuff on the giant trays. And so you have like 20, 20, drinks with like the Pilsner glasses and stuff in the dark during the performances so you're like trying not to get in the way of people seeing it you're trying to be quiet and you're trying to pass stuff in the dark and then people would try to wow. take stuff off of your off of your tray sometimes too and that would like it would topple your tray over because they're trying to be helpful but you're trying to balance it so I'd <laughs> always constantly once I learned that I had to like tell like no, no 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 don't touch it don't touch it because like you'd have to carefully pick it off the tray um and uh I've definitely spilled multiple things sometimes onto people so it's a i I, it was soul-sucking too because it was also a sales job because you had to like upsell and stuff i'm like this is not not Uh worth 30 dollars that you're paying for this drink but i'm trying to get the money
1: (laughs) wow oh so you mean they weren't stealing drinks they were just trying to help or something by taking the drinks off (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were just trying to help us. They're like, oh, this is... And I don't know why. Sometimes they'd assume which drink was theirs. I'm like, no, that's not even no. yours. There are like 20 drinks on this tray. Why would you think that one is yours? <laughs> so they were not the, always the brightest people.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, sorry, I forgot to... Uh, yeah, so you have a podcast called like The Dim Side. I know you have a couple of different shows really... on it.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what, I don't know if I refer to it as a podcast. It's just the channel I have is the dim side. And then because it started on in Safe Space, then I had the, yeah, and I changed names to Occasional Levity, um moved over. So I kept that name, but the the dim stream was what I just changed it to when I moved it to my channel. So Alex oh, okay. and I just talked pop culture there and then on Occasional Levity. Occasional levity. We do more news and politics, but the politics because culture and stuff leaks in everywhere. It happens in the pop culture one too.
1: Yeah, so you just have channels on YouTube and Rumble. Like, um it's not on podcast apps or whatever.
0: Yeah, I don't do audio now. I'm too lazy for that. And again, I think when I'm live streaming, I just
1: oh yeah,
0: I, I feel like people. It's not as important to me about people watching it later on like maybe they do i don't know some people do at least when i've seen in discord they like go back and listen to it i'm like that's so nice of you i didn't expect you to like actually go through because it's just like alex and me chatting about whatever topics and stuff and um but like i i think of it as more if people are going to be there in the live chat because that way we can actually interact with them um but yeah, yeah i don't do anything audio wise
1: yeah well it's cool you guys interact with the uh chat a lot of uh people that stream like um people send super chats and like i'm too cheap to do that usually so
0: i'm too poor yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i get it that's why i appreciate anytime anyone sends anything and i'm glad that rumble finally started paying me out oh yeah but uh but i get it that's why i'm like i'm not forcing people to do it. it's just they're being generous because like i still read other people's non-paid chats too though but
1: yeah but uh rumble isn't um some people, I think, think it's a oh, it's a right-wing um, site, but it's really just another uh, video site, like YouTube, but it doesn't yet, hopefully it won't, but uh, it doesn't yet like censor <laughs> stuff, Yeah,
0: so. yeah. I was a little concerned when I saw the policy page the other day, and I posted that in Discord too, because I was a little bit, where, where it was just like, we don't want certain things, and it kind of made it, it did make it seem a little conservative, where it was like, they don't want, Bikinis was a term on there, like they didn't want bikinis on there. I'm like, ever? Or oh. and Alex had said maybe because, like, there would be girls who stream like in their bikinis or something, they're just trying to avoid that. But I was like, that's a weird p- policy, though. So I'm just kind of like, I'm cautious, I'm hopeful. But I'm cautious, too, that, like, who knows what direction they might end up going in. But they are the best alternative currently, I think, to YouTube. So that's why. And I'm not streaming. I'm not live streaming on YouTube anymore, either, because they've already been problematic. So we're just solely Rumble streaming now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I first heard of Rumble, like, because I think a conservative guy started it or something. Um. And but there was like, I don't know, I guess there's like some other ones like Odyssey. I was trying to use, um,
0: yeah, Odyssey, uh, Bit Shoot, um, and Utreon kind of was more, but I thought they were more video based, but they're more like Patreon, so like you do page, but they also do videos, so they can do live streaming and upload videos, but it's more about like this is where you subscribe to a person,
1: oh kind of like uh subscribe stars and new one.
0: yes yeah so subscribe yeah so subscribe stars like patreon and Utreon is one of those things but it it allows you to like upload and live stream videos so it's kind of I'd say technically it's better um and they're cool too like the CEO is uh, Alex had interviewed him on the unsafe space channel before and he was a cool uh, guy and they're I forget what it was probably more on the libertarian side of things
1: yeah YouTube <laughs> I mean YouTube is so bad now I remember I think you unsafe space had stuff taken down before right and that's why they
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. like it'll be uh, the, i think the last time was that we got m- marked for a video a year beforehand that they said was wrong and then they they gave us a strike so we couldn't upload for a week because they went through and just i don't know if someone like you know uh reported it or if youtube was just going into past ones and i think it was koof related um yeah yeah i think it was like misinformation that they said even though but i think by that point when it was when we got the strike it it was already common knowledge that what they said was was confirmed it was just at the time it was uncertain so i don't know that's why another reason to not trust youtube all you have to do
1: is know the future and what will be permitted and that's,
0: mm-hmm. what I have to yeah. do, to that's it. That's it. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Just know the future. So
1: yeah, do a podcast. So I guess um, you got into improv. Did you do improv? Like you did improv too back then?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, taking the classes, you also had performances a lot of times, and then um, and just performing outside of it too. You really have to sell yourself and like in your team that you do because you're you're going putting yourself out there to like can we get stage time at whatever theaters and then you're also trying to convince everyone else to go check out your show but uh that's why it's not really like a paid thing it's very few most people like you do it for free but um and even when like you perform in the theaters they're usually like volunteering so it's not it's not the most lucrative position because it's an arts thing but you do it because you love it and then some people can make it big and there are some too i was just talking to a friend yesterday we were watching some bad movies over the, the internet and uh they he was talking about a horror movie horror comedy coming out called the blackening and then he was saying that it's like about an all-black <laughs> cast who and they're they kind of like make fun of this like the black tropes of like the first black person to die and uh oh. it was always black and then they're like but if everyone's black like who you know who dies so that, and something was <laughs> that, that had the tagline um something similar to that and i was like that reminds me of this sketch video that an improv group in chicago did called they called ha- three p they they had a comedy central sketches a couple times and I was, and i looked it up i'm like yeah that is them that it's based so this movie this feature length film that's coming out is based off of the sketch that they did a few years back i think it was 2018 so oh wow. um occasionally things can happen from that but you know it's improv wise usually improv you you do all the pretend stuff and then it goes to sketch and then sketch is what can make it on you know like um, Saturday night live and stuff so improv isn't usually the thing that you people want to watch outside of like whose line is it anyway yeah but it is hilarious I love it I love performing and I love watching improv
1: yeah um it gets kind of a lot of hate like I did oh um stand up like starting in uh, i was living in mm. philly and they yeah. have been probably oh, really? wow. um yeah um i've never, and like for I've some never reason been the, to uh... philly. i
0: live oh, on the really? other side of pennsylvania but i've never gone over to the east side
1: <laughs> yeah it's cool um i mean i started like before you know 2016 but it already was like pretty left and then it just got like intolerable left
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but stand-up is terrifying enough on its own like i took a class that i didn't know how to performance at the end of it yeah really it's it's more scary because like at least with improv you get to do stuff with other people and and you're making it up as you go so it's just like that scene sucked but whatever you know i did but like set the stand-up you're preparing the material and it's you know potentially more personal kind of stuff too and you're having to like figure out the audience oh yeah i i don't envy the people who do it
1: <laughs> uh yeah but well i don't know i mean yeah but also i thought improv seemed tough because i guess to me it's easier because i i'm in control of everything i talk about mm. and like improv you're like in group and like I, I honestly would be like, oh, I don't think this scene's funny. <laughs> I don't know what to do, and I'd just, like, not say anything, probably. I don't know. I don't.
0: That happens. I mean, especially when you do, like, long-form stuff that at least – the thing is you do a bunch of scenes so it's like this scene isn't working people aren't laughing you you move on so then like someone sweeps this the stage and i sweep the scene and you start a new one and it's just kind of like yeah that one wasn't great and we're gonna start over or my favorites were the tag runs, so like you you see someone i don't know like you have a a werewolf who's attacking a person and then so you have that scene play out you tag out the one person and now the werewolf moves to a new setting it's the same character but you just move them to a new place so i'd always go to like now you're at the grocery store at checkout line like and you just get to see like how does a werewolf interact when he's at the grocery store going through a checkout line and then and so you can do a tag run of watching that werewolf go throughout his like daily life of, of things and um and i think that that's like more fast-paced and i always love that kind but um improv yeah they tell you too that like especially when you're starting out you have maybe like 20 percent of your scenes are going to be good 80 percent are going to be bad and once you get like you know professional 80 percent of your scenes are going to be good 20 percent of them are going to be bad like it's still never going to be perfect because it's you're making it up you never know what's going to happen
1: yeah and it's like you know improv obviously it's not um yeah but a lot of the comics were like improv sucks like and I never was like that. I mean, there's like a weird like rivalry that isn't talked about or something. But everybody, every comic hated improv. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. And improv people like um, I did uh, not improv, but I was just on shows at their theater like a few times. And like they just seemed like they hated me. <laughs> they hated comics <laughs> or something. Um, I
0: don't get the the thing? I mean, Ryan Stiles on Hughes line he started off as a stand-up comedian and then he went to do oh, improv. Yeah. I'm trying to think if, if there was there. I mean, there might have been like playful rivalry. I didn't really talk. I mean, I I didn't really go to things that were both like stand-up and improv shows. But I did know people who were like, yeah, they also do stand up and they do improv. So it was blended enough. Like I did stand up because they had it at Second City. They had classes. They didn't do as much performances there. They had a little bit, but not as much. Um, So that's funny. I don't know. I don't know if that's a general thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it just seemed like everyone knew, everyone. Like it was rare for me to hear someone not slam improv if they were a comic. Uh but yeah, there was some that did both. There was some and they would be like the the better people at improv or sketch for some reason would be, oh, I'll try stand up too.
0: hmm Yeah. I that's I'm trying to think. Like I said, I think stand-up is more challenging or at least intimidating because you go up alone and then Um, Whereas improv, sometimes people do like solo improv, but I usually don't think that's as fun or funny to even watch. And uh, so it's just I think being a stand up and going up solo, like it's more vulnerable, especially because you're talking to the audience. Um, and I never liked that. Even when I was doing improv stuff, like we'd have people like reach out and ask for questions to the audience and things. And, and I never liked doing that. I'm like, I want, I want there to be like, I don't mind performing in front of them, but I also don't really want to address that they're there. I'm just focusing on like being on stage. I think I'd be okay with it now, but just at the time though, I'm like, nope, I just have this wall here. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I don't have any, hatred for, <laughs> for stand-ups I, I think I, I respect them I think it's uh impressive what they can do because especially improv you know you practice and stuff too but again you're just playing pretend you're getting on there and that's yeah. why like it's you're the big thing is that you're you don't think much about it and you're just trying to to goof around and have fun and stand-up is generally more prepared
1: yeah I mean I think it like, this one comic was like, oh, improv people are always happy. I can't stand that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you have to... Be, so, let me, I'm trying to think of the comparisons. I think improv, you, really, you have to be more high energy. Like, that is... Yeah. Especially when you're running around and stuff. Like, you need to do that for that stage presence. But I think stand-up you don't have to be that you i mean because you have your shtick or something and you can be like i'm the dead pan sarcastic person i'm the whatever like you don't need to have the same thing but improv does yeah. need to have um, a more excitable energy to to kind of get the audience going um and but i'd also say that pretty much anyone who does comedy and a lot in the arts but they all are depressed. <laughs> so it's, it's <laughs> yeah, all no. the facade. And like, there's always like some sort of like issues that are going on behind them. I don't believe anyone who's just like genuinely happy.
1: Yeah. That's what I was. I even noticed that too. I'm like, well, yeah, but it's like an energy thing. It's not. Cause well, I mean, imp- well, improv was always like people like just do improv classes, like as a thing to do, but standup's becoming that now. Like, There's more stand-up classes now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at first I was like, I don't know how, like, I feel about that. But um, it's not like, you can just kind of learn how to do stand-up. You can just kind of learn, you know.
0: Yeah. That's, so, like, improv, it's helpful because you have other. you need to have other people to do things with and practice with uh, in groups so having classes makes sense the stand-up ones it helped the one that i took was nice in that um it did give you an opportunity to perform in front of other people um but then they also kind of taught you i don't remember what they taught me but we had to like practice like writing different ideas down and you just kind of like figure out how to, to to form your stories or whatever it was like we tried different different types of um Of like jokes and and storytelling things um so it's i mean i thought it was it was fine but i think you don't need to have the classes i think improv is more useful because you need multiple people stand up you can really just practice on your own and then go to open mics and feel it out and you don't need to pay for for it but
1: a lot of people like i noticed and i don't know if it's because they take classes but when i like a lot of people just start where they just know how to do stuff they're like they at least can write jokes and they know how to i didn't even know how to like hold the mic right and all that stuff like um so that probably helps but i mean yeah i grew Mm -hmm. up watching sketch stuff and stand-up but uh i don't know for some reason a lot of stand-ups just had a thing against improv (laughs)
0: Yeah, I, well, I would think that probably stand-ups probably tend to be a little bit overall the lower energy thing, or, or they're, they're going to be more angry, might be. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, than maybe, in like, the past,
1: that. I think now, like, it's like not at all like that now. Honestly, I think it's like,
0: and they still the people hate that it do stand up like now.
1: Yeah, maybe not now. Probably not as okay. much. Well, I mean, I used to think like, oh, improv, that's like more left-leaning. But now it's like both. um, Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you could find ones that aren't that, but it's just, you know, they're going to be hard and they're not going to be accepted into it. So like they're, that's why, like I said, leaving the improv community in Chicago, it was that they, they were, they weren't like necessarily forcing people out of like other things, but they were, they were bringing in they were like yes this is what we want more if we want more of the same thing Uh and the same type of material and like so that was what they kind of kept promoting onto their stages and stuff too so it wasn't necessarily like that they're like shutting down things they just weren't really bringing them on as much and or or at least they were bringing in the people who who had those those leanings and things and you know just wasn't funny to me anymore there were there were a few people who are like i think were the best performers ever and i do miss them like teachers and stuff that i'd watch perform oh the one guy was my favorite and then we used to play hacky sack outside of class too (laughs) (laughs)
1: um so you said that was like 2018 or something
0: um i did that when did i move there 2014 15 i think 2015 yeah but no i don't remember how and i moved it back in 20 21. So it was about six years. Yeah. So I think 20, around 2015 to 2020.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think I started stand up probably 2014, 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They had, uh, yeah, I guess they started to change their, what they were looking for at the, uh, improv shows there, but they also had a, um, it was kind of around like me too, they sort of had a uh scandal there with a guy. Um, shocker, <laughs> same thing happened in the stand up community too. Uh, but it wasn't like actually, no, there was a couple guys, they weren't like big names or anything, but uh, mm-hmm. they were just kind of weird because they both all those things like no one really knew the details, it was just like oh that no he's a like don't talk about him don't book him like but no one really knew what happened exactly you know
0: <laughs> yeah no that happened to a couple of people i knew in chicago too Not where yet. it was just they i mean he the one guy moved to la though and i've seen him in commercials and stuff several several no. people who were on the second city stage i keep seeing him in like commercials or small roles on netflix and things so that's fun actually the one girl i knew um she's in the how i met your Father. Show um, oh well wow. on Hulu. But uh not that she wasn't one who got canceled, but there were a couple people who were the guys who got me too, and then and the one was like married to another girl that was, they were both like on two of the main stages at Second City, and and i just felt bad because I'm like, he's the sweetest guy in the world, oh, no. and it and then like she stuck by him. And then I think it was just kind of like, no, they're letting this other girl kind of say what she wants to kind of, you know, because she needed it and she like kind of needed to get it get stuff out there. And they never really confirmed whether it was true. It just kind of made it seem like it wasn't, but they were just letting it go because this girl like needed to to like get her
1: get her truth her, out or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that though. And I was just like, I I don't buy it. like and I feel bad. Like if it's not true she shouldn't be saying those things and like, or she's probably misinterpreting stuff. And it was just, and he didn't get like fully canceled. I think he still did his thing, but it was just kind of like, you end up having sort of like a, you know, a black mark on your aura of of humanness. Um, And then the other guy, I think he, 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 I don't really know the details. They could see like, yeah, probably he was sort of a player. Um, But Uh. I, don't i don't know whether it was like as bad as people like say so that's another thing that you got to watch out for they even said too about some i think a teacher but like it was just a general thing where people kind of kept saying that like the that white men's time was up that they were like i think a teacher was saying that like they're not likely to get hired for anything anymore they're not going to be as as much oh, wow. like, accepted onto the stages and things in the community just because that's that's how they're leaning now
1: they said that like in private
0: i think i remember if i recall correctly it was someone i knew had a class and his teacher had just told i think it was just telling them generally that like white guys are going to have it rough now like they're not going to be as as hired for things because they're only doing the diversity stuff now so it was just sort of like yeah they it's not going to be as easy they weren't the teachers weren't telling them like I'm not gonna hire them. they were just saying like hey this is what's happening now like you're not going to yeah. it's, or like you're unlikely to get hired for things um
1: yeah um I mean I guess back then I wasn't even thinking of diversity yet that was mm-hmm. like a year later <laughs> well there was this uh um I was in Philly still when like Shane Gillis started there. Oh okay he, uh, Yeah, and he, well, there was this one thing where, like, some booker, like, posted this big thing about, we need to, we need to make, like, a spreadsheet of, like, basically a diversity checklist spreadsheet, like, and you should be booking according to this, and he, like, just posted something like, this is stupid, (laughs) and, like, she just, I mean, the thing was there like he came there and he was the only like he was the only person who wasn't like that there and he did get really successful like and booked and stuff and but the whole scene there was not like him they were like the opposite
0: that's because he was funny and that's the thing that they keep putting up they keep accepting the the people that they're they're gonna say like i'm a woman look at my vagina kind of thing and and just you know preach about that and it's not funny and i think people might laugh for a while but then it's the same thing over like everyone is doing the same thing so when you're someone who kind of stands out among that and and you're really funny and that's probably going to be like even if you're not necessarily unwoke you're just at least willing to be inappropriate because everyone is too offended by everything and they get scared of, of, of saying anything that's going to be wrong. Or if they do say something offensive, then they get canceled for it and they bow to the mob and everything. So people who just don't care, um, they, they're more likely to, to make it somewhere, I think, which is good. I'd rather funny people get successful.
1: Well, I don't agree with that kind of hate speech. So
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, I'll leave now. (laughs)
1: Um, yeah, but he like also, he, uh, he also like made friends with everyone too. Like most people, I mean, there was still people that just like refused to like him, I guess it was almost like they Mm -hmm. refused. (laughs) No, you know, like, um, yeah, and then that... Well, that was weird. I was like... I Even back then, I was like, okay, but that's not literally... They're not going to go by a checklist. But then now, they still are going by... Like, they are literally... Every stand-up local... And maybe even at the clubs, I don't know, but, like, uh, every single stand-up show is, like, the exact, like, ratio. Like, it's always, like, one white guy, maybe. But he's, like, the host, usually. <laughs> and then like one of every demographic like every single one
0: (laughs) wow and then how many of them are funny
1: um yeah i mean honestly like i was just talking about this like uh most of them are very interchangeable to me like because also they also have the same viewpoint it's not even like it would be different if oh okay this guy's but they also kind of have the same opinions and everything so like to me it's almost like you you're like okay what uh demographic do you want to watch do stand up
0: um okay but then oh so it was just kind of uh like they they put in uh, well this is going to be more literal like, but a new skin like a, on a video game character though yeah. too so it's just like they're they're in the same saying the same thing in the same room but they're just kind of like nope let's swap it out with like a black guy a, a brown guy an yeah girl.
1: I mean that is what it's like like I mean I guess I thought like in Philly oh maybe this is like more left leaning the same here but then now I'm in uh, New York and uh,
0: you're in New York oh. yeah <laughs> yikes how's that
1: uh i mean um it's not as bad as like 2020 now but uh
0: okay that's good
1: um yeah i don't know i guess like 2000. i mean it was so bad in 2020 but like everywhere got bad and i think people kind of like you know i didn't want to like just move because i thought oh it's bad because like everywhere was bad then so
0: Wait, when did you move there?
1: 2018 or 19, I think. Okay, so like, all right. <laughs> I kind of saw how it used to be, like, more yeah. fun or whatever. <laughs> uh, But yeah, even here, it's still pretty left. Like, it's a little more, like, diverse with opinions here. But it's still, like, I mean, in Brooklyn, especially, it's very much like Philly was. Like, I think it's more like, it's almost like a, to me, it's more like a class thing where if somebody went to college, they're like going to have the same viewpoint as everyone else that went to college. To me, like,
0: <laughs> well, that's a lot of what they're teaching in colleges. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, even when I do see, I don't know, like black guy comedians, like some will go to like the, um, even before covid like they would go to some of the more like uh i don't know hipster brooklyn mics and they'd still get like the audience would be like kind of uncomfortable uh but um Uh,
0: so are you doing stand-up now too
1: yeah um on and off like
0: what made you decide to move from philly to new york
1: uh i guess i thought like i don't know i guess i kind of wanted to go there anyway but also for comedy i was like well Mm -hmm. it's bigger i guess philly felt more small like like i was like oh it's too small of a community that's fair it was like two clubs there um but here like it's really hard to get noticed like there's so many comics here like i took it took me like two years to even like know people (laughs)
0: yeah yeah because then you're moving you know you're you're gonna be a small fish in a big pond kind of thing yeah um and that's what i felt too. like i do miss the stage that like i love live i love performing live because you get the the audience reaction so when you get the the live feedback is way better than like filming stuff and then because then you you just get to because i've done i have a film degree too so like i did various like film making things a bit um but like being on stage is way more fun but i found that at least doing internet things you can reach those audiences that you might not get in the cities though because they're all going to be more uh leaning in one direction and the internet you can find other people who are like Ryan Long, who's in New York, he's making it work. He does all those sketches and stuff too. And then he travels around doing stand up. But yeah, um, but like I think, you know, doing his internet stuff really helped him take off more. So I think just trying to use internet and technology is probably the best thing to, to do nowadays.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I thought too. And like, because I was used to only do, I don't know local open mics and stuff and i'm like you're not really hearing yet like you're only reaching the people in that room at the Mm -hmm. time (laughs)
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh yeah i mean i don't know like i keep going on and off now (laughs) like because like it's just hard to uh find any kind of audience that might not get uptight here Mm -hmm. um like i was at a mic recently and it wasn't like I just like uh like the host like lit me off stage and it felt like it was like an she cause she didn't want me talking about something. Uh what
0: topics do you usually talk about?
1: Um, I mean it's like I hardly ever do offensive stuff. Uh I don't know, like I recently like I also do I talked about Epstein before. Um and well, this time I I just kind of was talking about body positivity, and I think she thought I was gonna mock it and then kind of lit me off right then. Mm. Oh, and it was a
0: she, so yeah, yeah, most likely going to be offended and pre-offended, ready to be offended. Yeah,
1: yeah, and like it's funny because I just brought like I didn't even get to anything. I just like I was like, so yeah, everybody's talking about body positivity now. And that's when she lit me She's off. She's Like, all right,
0: thank you. Time is yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Body positivity. All right.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's also it's also hard when you go to these kind of mics where it's like mostly comics and they do have the same view of everything, mm-hmm. or if they don't, they don't talk about it. Like, so like I get frustrated with the self censoring that I think goes on.
0: Yes, and that's why I think. The best bet is to, as much as I hate TikTok, is to just do like short video, like you do something where like here's a funny joke that you have and then you build it up that way and then you make, you build that audience Um, because I don't know, I think you're you're going to have the haters online anyway, but you can reach the people who aren't going to be offended and when you're the just that live audience, if you're going to say, even if you don't think that it's going to be, you know taboo kind of topics you're already like it's iffy when you're you're potentially calling out anything like even body positivity like those are just conversations topics that people don't want to hear if you're not just like preaching the same thing as everyone else then they're not gonna even let you talk about it so unless you're just gonna say like random thing like personal things have nothing to do with like culture i yeah i think it's gonna be tough i imagine that it's difficult in new york especially
1: yeah i guess like it's funny like i uh i don't know i always like i can't even watch (laughs) uh i can't even watch stand-ups little tiktok clips of a bit because i'm like this cuts out most of your set i mean it's not even like it's like oh here's one 30 second clip it's funny to me because like you could have bombed the rest of the four and a half minutes (laughs) but then that's the the plus side then too that's a good
0: thing for you as the performer
1: yeah i mean but like what you were talking about earlier like that is really intimidating like i used to always uh always worry about audience interacting like or interrupting you or whatever
0: oh yeah those hecklers
1: yeah i mean usually that like i don't know if i haven't really seen a ton of heckling but like i used to think oh like real comedians do crowd work and you have to do this and this, but I'm like, you don't really have to do crowd work. I think it's just like, if somebody, a lot of comics do it, like I think, cause they're like, well, my material isn't working. So I'll just try this.
0: Mm. It also and just also, seems like personality, like that might just be their style is to just kind yeah. of get feedback, but not everyone does that. I don't think they should have to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Some people, uh, I mean, I think you like what I do is I kind of wait till uh, all I do is kind of react to something. Like if somebody does say something, all you really have to do is go like just say one little quip after it. Um, But for some reason, audiences love that. Like any kind of off the cuff thing, Mm -hmm. they laugh harder at that than anything you just what we call improv. (laughs) Yeah
0: so for the haters of stand-up know that you're doing improv
1: <laughs> yeah that's why I was like um you should, I don't know why you would hate improv I mean that's what crowd work
0: is so mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's what's useful if you're going to be a stand-up who does crowd work taking improv classes because that way you just know how to respond and and doing it kind of in a fun way like when I don't I don't watch a ton of stand-up but um you know when I've seen different things like when when the person just gets, like, angry, like, aggressive to the audience member, like, okay, well, that's not as fun. But if you're, you kind of have to have, like, the right energy of, like, you can make fun of them, but it needs to kind of come from, like, I'm being funny while I do it. And then and you keep the audience on your side. If you just, like, attack the heckler, even if they're annoying, that can turn the audience against you, too. So you have to, like, maneuver well enough and i think improv can help that way especially if you're kind of just like laughing along with it but saying something that kind of makes a joke about how you're a dick for interrupting and then (laughs) moving on
1: yeah i mean a lot of that is like ego to me like some comics are like oh you guys ain't laughing like gets angry and that Mm -hmm. like doesn't ever work
0: (laughs) oh yeah when they call out how like oh yeah you guys aren't laughing at my joke yeah that just makes it more awkward that you're talking about it now and like don't i think there's a way to address it in maybe like a self-deprecating way but if it comes across as sort of like picking on the audience for it then that will be bad but yeah that's a that's a tough line to walk there (laughs) Yeah. I normally like to do self deprecate like, especially in improv. I think that was difficult for me at first because I, they would teach you, the classes could be really confusing because they 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 would teach you like what not to do of like, don't say this, don't do that. And it was all these like rules of not what not to do. And I'm like, well, when you're busy thinking about that, like it was really limiting. And that was more at Second City. I, I really preferred at least the instructors that I had there because it was a lot more, open to things and it was it wasn't about like what you couldn't do it was just like here are the guides of how to like maneuver on stage well and like your and how you deal with having seen partners and listening rather than telling you like don't do this but um i lost my train of thought of what my point was going to be there but let me continue on with the thing with my favorite instructor because they tell you like you can't say no on stage like and i never and that was always confusing because it was like how do you just like i get yes and but when you can never say no to a thing, though, it's like, do, do you want a glass of water? And you can't say no to that. But like that just that seemed oh, yeah. limiting as far as like having any sort of conversation. But my instructor, he uh, the way he explained it was just you don't say no to the reality of the world. And that, like, if you have an apple and you say, no, it's an orange, that's what you're not supposed to do. Like, you want to accept, yes, and everything that's the world. But if you're asking, like, in his example was, if a homeless guy off the street asks if you want to drink from his cup, do you do you take it? No, no, you don't drink from his cup. It's a cum cup. You don't take his cum cup. So, so that's his example was and i'm like ah and then it just cleared everything up like yes that is such a good point sometimes as a character you can say no to things but you're just acknowledging this is a homeless man and his cup is filled with cum
1: (laughs) yeah i remember uh louis ck once he was like yeah one time i was in improv and just like as a joke he kept saying no to everything and like it was killing <laughs> for some reason and it can i guess I like that, the performers would have hated him but
0: yeah well because it was a bit though that, and that yeah. especially if they know that like oh you're not supposed to do this and you just like shut it down like that works temporarily it's just not a habit that you want to do all the time like so i think i think for certain scenes like yeah that can be fun and and especially depending on how he did it like that if he was just saying no to like anything that they wanted to do like yeah like i think that's something that that could work you just don't want to do it constantly because then it's just like well you're just you know shutting down the entire playing pretend thing (laughs) that's why i don't like rules though because it's you can't never say no sorry yeah
1: and you had uh you said you had the Kevin McDonald guy
0: as a teacher. I did, yes. He did a workshop, (laughs) and Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall taught it, uh, and that was at IO, and it was fun. We did a sketch. Well, what did we do? I think we were we were all doing improv, and then we built sketches from the, the improv scenes in our groups, and we did something about the moon, about like that the moon was. We were suspicious of the moon. I think we were yelling at it, which was kind of. Reminded me, like, I think there was a kids in the hall scene with that. He brought it up too, though. Like, it was just coincidence. Like, we weren't trying to do it because of kids in the hall, it just happened to be like the suggestion or like the scene. But, um, so we had to perform these sketches later on. Um, but I just had the suspicion that he did not like me, and I like I did make him laugh, like in different improv scenes and stuff. So that was really exciting, but it was just like, I don't know, there was some sort of like distance that i felt from him and maybe i was paranoid but then at the end after the performance he, we were all backstage we we're like you know on either side of the walls as we were like getting ready to go or whatever and he like walked around to everyone and like shook their hand and said goodbye i wasn't even at the end or anything i was like in the m- middle of the room and he like just passed by me <laughs> like he and i think i was the only one he didn't like uh, say goodbye to and and that was already, I had my suspicions. So when that happened, I was like, I'm pretty sure he hates me.
1: Hmm.
0: I'll just call him racist or sexist.
1: <laughs> well, did everybody else like fanboy him and you didn't or something?
0: Um, I don't think, I don't think so. I think everyone was was fairly chill about it. Um, maybe, or maybe no one else did. Maybe I was f- fangirling. I don't think i did either i think because i usually i don't tend to i get too nervous about things
1: yeah well are they like is that like that's like the top improv place like chicago
0: Hmm. yeah yeah it's known i mean la has groundlings so they're known for oh. that but i'd say i say out and and new york has uh ucb upright citizens brigade but i would say If you're going to go, if you think of a city and improv, I would say Chicago because it has a second city IO and and um, and annoyance, although IO shut down. I think it recently opened up again. They got they got BLM and then and and so with the COOF and BLM, it shut down and then I think it got bought out and I think it reopened within the last year.
1: Do you mean it got like ransacked during that or something?
0: Oh, no. Sorry. It got that they were racist and that um, (laughs) so that they were they were even though there were so many they had an all black group that has gone on Comedy Central and now they're doing Mm. the movie and stuff. Um, They had the diversity scholarships where they would give classes for free to diverse people. Um, after you apply so they they did those things they had multiple uh, black Not auditors enough. and stuff who were like instructors and people like important people um as part of it and yet some now they were racist and they got cancelled because of racism and I remember someone on Twitter I came across she was like complaining about something or another and she wasn't someone who was actually involved in, in it at all and I said like as someone who was there like here are the things to defend against there's like well I'm not part of it like I don't really know like well then why are you talking about this you don't actually know what you're saying and you're and you're like attacking them for fake stuff it's fake news um and so it was just really like I got the email I saw actually IO was the first time an email from them was the first time I learned of what a Oh, shoot. What's it called? The, the, uh, BIPOC. The BIPOC. Thank you. I was like biopic. That's <laughs> not the right thing. But BIPOC was, I'd never heard that. T- I read it and I was like well, BIPOC. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it yeah. was in an email.
1: <laughs> that I learned all that at the same time when in the summer of 2020, because I looked up like, uh, evergreen.
0: Oh yeah. Or Thank I came
1: you. across it. I forget, but, um, and it's funny because when that actually happened, I was like, "Oh, Brett Weinstein's probably like a right wing guy." <laughs> and then I looked at, it, I was like horrified. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where? But were they like already left wing, like they ate their own kind of thing there? You think
0: at I O? Oh. Yeah, um
1: like, Is it like yeah. inclusive something? Yeah,
0: I mean, they had the bipoc stuff, so I would say that they they are already like politics and stuff. I, I think everything was left-leaning. Um, so while maybe not like the biggest wokeness, I think it was getting there. And with the BIPOC stuff, I would imagine. So yeah, I think they kind of, you know, they probably catered to them and then they still, like, that still wasn't enough. And then they, so they're still racist, even though they're trying to help out and do all these things. And, but Sharna is a white woman. Even though she's a that's woman, a she's white. You. I guess, so, and so she was the. She should have decided CEO. not to be that. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and she could have transitioned to a different race because that's allowed too, right?
1: Yeah, there was a, um, some cafe in Philly that they were super, super progressive. I guess, and like, um, like. They closed because of they were all infighting about like they were they were accusing the owners of holding all the pay, like and they weren't getting paid enough, like the the just cafe employees. <laughs> <sighs> and they were like, Okay, fine, we'll give you all the money, and then they went bankrupt, I think. So
0: Yeah, duh. I mean yeah. <laughs> I I just I, I was thinking about this the other day, just generally with jobs. Like I I don't know. Whether it's it like they I've mostly seen it on TV, like where you're in, like you have your job and like, well, you need to request a raise, you need to go in and, and do that. And for me, I've always felt like, what, as the employee, I don't feel like it's my responsibility to request to make more money. And, and even if it like, if that's the norm and stuff, like maybe I just, I, I just don't really think of it. it's like if this is what they think that the job is worth. Then okay, and if if I don't think it's enough, then I would say I'm gonna look for another job that yeah. pays more. And then if I tell them that, and they're like, "Well, we'll pay you more. We want to keep you, so we'll pay you more," um, or like have some sort of communication there, saying like, "Hey, I, not not in a way like you should like you should give it to me." I guess I guess that could be a conversation where you're like, "Hey, I'm not making enough money. I'm gonna look for work where I can," um, and if they offer like, but I'm just. I think it's weird to feel obligated that they should feel obligated to pay me more money for it Um, because like I get that raises happen but I just also I don't know I I don't expect that
1: yeah I mean they uh, now people talk like if you don't get a raise it's like her it's a what's that called like some uh, it's definitely a bias it's like sexism or something (laughs) like you should expect raises like people and then like yet everyone's being laid off now because of the inflation Mm -hmm. stuff but like
0: (laughs) like they i i at least get that the raises would happen for like inflation for purposes where they're like okay the cost of living is going up so they would adjust accordingly and it wouldn't be that much and like that part i get but then like to expect like i'm gonna get several dollars an hour raise for for this like doing like why if it's if it's not just about cost of living, I don't see the I don't see necessarily why you like deserve to have that. I think that's great if if the, the employer does think that and like and they can afford it and stuff. Like okay, I think that's bonus. Um yeah. Otherwise, like this is the job that you got. And I, and again, I get that. Like generally, jobs do end up like paying more over time. Like recently, I was looking at teacher salaries and stuff, but I. I don't know I've just never been I also have never been at a job long enough <laughs> like I kind of jump around because I get bored I or I literally move places um, so to me it's just always been like yeah if this isn't working for me for whatever reason money or just I dislike it or, or something I'm gonna go find a different job and yeah I don't expect the employer I especially don't want to force them to do something that's why a lot of times i'm not a fan of unions i think they can be useful for certain things but a lot of times i think it's just um excess
1: yeah well i was in the like stand-up union so
0: what was that like is that kind no, of I'm like being kidding. in the <laughs> well is there a... i thought it was like an actor's union like what sag after or something
1: no i mean no actually there was a. Well, I did like that, did remind me of like UCB. I remember like Kurt Metzger called them out because they they didn't used to pay comics or something, or they paid them super low.
0: I forget. To perform, yeah. Like I said, yeah, a lot of the performers, it depended on what you did. Like Second City, like the main stage theaters, they got paid, or like the the three theaters there. Um, IO maybe some of those shows got paid i think a lot of them were volunteer performances. most of i'd say most of them were volunteer performances i don't think they really got paid you just did it because you loved it and then and then the cost was paying for like the expenses of of like running the the building and everything yeah um for ticket sales so it was just kind of like yeah it's hard like people i think you have to get understand too that things are worth what people are willing to pay for them and a lot of times art stuff just isn't necessarily going to be that and then so if you're not getting it through like grants or taxes or whatever though like it can be tougher like you kind of have to it's not going to be necessarily the most lucrative thing unless you're in like a hollywood type of thing and you make it big
1: i mean yeah i do think people are kind of being told to expect a raise now Mm -hmm. like there's the show on like Apple, like something for all mankind or something. It's about like space, like astronauts. It's like a fake history thing. It's like, um, if we kept going to the moon, but it also, it's really feminist show. Mm. And there's like lady that works for NASA, I guess, like, (laughs) like she had just all of a was like, I want a raise. And then like, kept like demanding a raise. And then that she got one. (laughs) But I think in real life, like it just kind of, the message was like, basically that it was sexist. There's no other reason to not get a raise.
0: Yeah, I think everything that happens to you as a woman is because of sexism. Everything that happens to you as a minority is because of racism. So it doesn't matter what it is. (laughs) That's just always the reason.
1: Yeah, and I used to think like, At a stand-up show, well, that's never going to happen in a stand-up show because audiences laugh inadvertently. Uh, And I think uh, now I'm kind of like, I think people are self-censoring their own laughs now a little bit in a comedy show. Like they're sitting in the audience and like I've seen people like laughing quietly, (laughs) like they're afraid or something.
0: Have you noticed if it's to jokes that might be considered uh, taboo? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say, and it also is just that, like, no, if no one else is laughing, and then you're also afraid to kind of let that out too. And uh, so it's like multiple (laughs) uh, effects going on there that kind of keep you from laughing. Um, Yeah. But like audiences also don't like to be yelled at or like preached to as much. I, I, I remember working at Second City, one of the shows that they did. Um, they were generally funny people like I knew like the director he was black and he was uh, he was an instructor and I thought he was funny on like the teacher jams that they did. And then there were three black cast members and three white cast members. but the show itself was incredibly preachy and pretty much wow. kept calling the audience racist. And that was the the show that I saw the most walkouts from the audience. Oh, wow that they would leave so much and then instead of having any sort of like self-reflection on it everyone was just kind of like those people were racist so like that that's why they didn't like it is because they're racist like no i've talked to them they like they were just saying because i was like trying to catch them before they left and not paid their bills and then and so i was oh. like sorry like you know i get it like i agree because like there was a couple who were military members and they're like we fight for this country like we don't or we don't care about these things like we just we don't want to be called racist i'm like i get it just need you to pay your bill. Like to sign here. I'm like, I understand. You can ask for your money back. I agree with you. Like I totally understand. Yes. But uh, I don't want to be screwed over here. Um, but yeah, it was just like they weren't. It wasn't because they were racist. They came here to to laugh at a show. And then when you kind of get preached to constantly throughout it, it's just not fun. Um, which, by the way, speaking of stand up and improv, the thing that I hated the most uh, was when people would come into the Second City shows and expect standup and they didn't understand oh. what it was that they purchased oh, the tickets that they purchased to was that it was a sketch show with improv at the end like how do you not know this um
1: <laughs> well were the were those crowds like um a lot of white people and they
0: yeah majority white i'd say
1: but like do you think the i don't know what chicago's like do you think it's mostly left leaning people
0: Yes. I mean it's probably suburbs and stuff. There they're gonna be conservatives around, but
1: yeah.
0: well, I don't because like there's the working people, but it's a city. So I'd say generally it's going to be a blue city. Um but that but they're also going to I'm sure there are conservatives around too who they just get drowned out by the rest. And uh and definitely in the improv community though, like it's it's very, very left.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Philly too. Like a lot of people still think Philly's so blue collar and like tough, mm. and I'm like, no. it really got gentrified. Like I actually, it like I think it's more woke than New York. Um, really? Yeah, and like actually more.
0: Ugh, I want to cut them out of PA so much. I feel like we're, <laughs> yeah. we're keep we're a purple state and and keep going blue be, mostly because of Philly.
1: Yeah. And I hate it. Yeah, that is crazy, like, because PA is so big. And, like, there's so many areas in PA, like, I went to college there and um, lived in, lived there for a while, like, and there's so many little towns where you're like, is this PA or, like, um, I don't know, Kentucky, you know?
0: <laughs> That's what PA is, it is just a bunch yeah. of little towns, like, it's mostly spread out at so many small, like, counties and things, and, uh population isn't dense anyway like you you have like a bunch of different counties that the population adds up to like in erie or in pittsburgh and stuff like not even that but you take off like the majority of pa um but so you have erie pittsburgh and in philly and i'd say philly and pittsburgh uh, philly's the the worst one pittsburgh's probably next and then erie because like and it probably just goes by size um as far as like what's going to be the bluest and then everywhere like else, so then it's like mostly. Uh, oh yeah, I forget about them. I'm sure they're blue too, but they they don't matter to me as much. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, somewhere there, those four. But everywhere else, like out when you're just outside of the cities and stuff, like I don't know how big Scranton is, but like every pretty much everything else is red, it's pretty small, with like sprinkling blue. Because I even around here, like I do definitely know people who are like Democrats even if they're not like socialist ones they're they're at least like the classic democrat um so they're people who aren't as crazy to me <laughs> at least um but it's it's that's why i hate things on a state level too though cuz like it just you get drowned out and that's why i hate democracy you get drowned out <laughs> by all these like the bigger voices there who are aren't as intelligent
1: yeah i mean my friend lives uh around harrisburg um and yeah there's a yeah i guess like harrisburg is kind of like almost a dangerous city and then he lives in this small
0: i don't believe that there are like (laughs) safe cities really yeah like maybe anchorage alaska i don't know why i think that (laughs) just when i went there it was really pretty
1: oh I don't know there were so many Alaska TV shows that I that I was like uh, Alaska is probably so mad cuz like now people know about Alaska. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: like oh I should move don't there. I would want
0: people to come here. I would want to live there live there in the summer. Yeah, it was beautiful. I don't think I can handle winter time or anything. Pennsylvania's oh, yeah. already bad enough in winter too. Uh, fortunately this winter was actually mild, but we still got into like I don't know, probably like negatives something like negative 10 at one point. So plus wind chill.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not near like Mount Pocono area or anything.
0: No, we get um sort of the eerie lake effect sometimes. Oh, yeah. But not much because we're more we're, we're south of it. But it just I don't know. But we are up like on a hill. And so even like when I go down to the valley into town, like the, the weather will be different. Like we have way more snow up there than there's like nothing down here. And it's very windy up here a lot of times.
1: Well, yeah, like um, speaking of uh, Shane Gillis, he's from like Harrisburg and um, like uh, that's area. Like, I mean, my friend lives in uh, Dillsburg, everything's a burg there, I guess. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a re- really small town. And, uh, you know, kids like because he teaches high school, kids go to school and they like ride a tractor to school. <laughs>
0: Awesome, <laughs> big farm yeah. town. Then,
1: yeah, but then there is, um, yeah, but then there is some suburb kids that are like, I mm. don't know, nine,
0: It's around the same. So, its population is twenty six hundred forty three. And then, technically, mm-hmm. the town I'm closest to is around two thousand, some too. And then, the one that yeah. I work in is five. The one I grew up into is five thousand.
1: Yeah, so you and you still have friends in Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. And are those the ones, like you said, you still have some woke friends or something?
0: I have many awoke friends still. So we don't <laughs> really talk politics too much. But even when we did, like, I remember trying. The thing is, I, I think if they really, if we could really have like a deep conversation and ask, like, you know, and get to the part of, um, do you believe in in like you know like the non-aggression principle or like like the the use initiating the use of force against someone? I think if they really sat down to think about it, I, most of them I would say that like no like they would agree with it. They just can't really connect the dots into saying like well the the beliefs that you have here with wanting more government involvement and doing all these things is is using. The force for that, and mm. you're like in your for like the authoritarianism, and I just don't think that they can get to because even in the times like if they, I think they just they usually shut down the conversations too. Because I remember like stuff about the like, koof and I don't know whether where you're posting these on, so I'm afraid just t- to give you misinformation <laughs> by saying too much. So I keep saying coof, but like he just. It was like in 2020, and I kept trying to explain how, like, we don't know things yet, though. Like, and yeah. I think we're jumping to, and he was, well, we do now, we do have all these things, like, and, and like 2% of people are gonna die. People, 2%, like, so he was just really kind of spouting off like the, the numbers. I'm like, but we don't know, and we're not really seeing that yet. And like, if you enrich, So it wasn't even me saying that it's not going to happen. It was more like, well, this is uncertain. And then same thing with the jabs where it's just our other friend too, who apparently he told, said in text though, that he, you guys know that like, I've always been really into vaccines since high school. (laughs) Like really never, never once came up in conversation that any of the time that we've known you. Um, (laughs) And, but he, so, but it's one of those things where I'm like, and i don't remember how much i might have talked to him about it um but it was just kind of like that they they didn't understand how long-term works where it's like well you can't figure out how the long-term side effects happen until the long-term happens and like and you just and i and i couldn't understand that but i think for him too like he's talked about kind of having like libertarian ideas sometimes but I don't know. Um, I think he's more yeah. more like left-leaning because it may it might be like uh you know uh, drugs legalized drugs and that kind of thing though too but not fully understand like keep following that through line on like individualism and and non-authoritarianism. So I just think that and then the other the first friend too about the coup like he's I guess kind of declared himself like a communist before and but I just think a lot of people say those things without deeply understanding their values. And I think most of the my friends who did, like if you really, if they took the time to really consider, it, I think they could get there. They're just going to think of stuff on the shallow level though and just do what they think is right. And they just think that like, that friend even posted once on Facebook too, saying something about how like, you know, it sucks when you wake up on the wrong side of the bed in the morning. I would hate to wake up on the wrong side of history. And it was like uh. something about within the last couple of years, I'm like oh, gag. <laughs> So it's just like so pretentious, man. But he's actually really funny, though. He did, in, he did improv too, and he's offensive. Like he he really? will say like a lot of like offensive, ra- like kind of racist things, and not like he'll make like terrible jokes. And I think he's hilarious, but he will still talk about all these other things too, and like trying to. And I I would imagine his brain is probably it's difficult for him to kind of you know. Uh, live in the world and try to figure out, like, well, I'm supposed to be virtue signaling and believing in these things, but I'm also kind of this like hilarious asshole. And that's hard to like balance that out.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I was doing comedy in Philly, like, I would be like, oh, this guy's funny. And then I would see people on social media and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and like, now I just don't even want to follow people or, or just not, I just don't go on social media because I'm like, I will not like people. Like, I just won't, like, because a lot of it is just, like, knee-jerk emotions, I guess. And I guess, like, if you really do, like, yeah, if you think you're on the right side of the history, like, I don't know. It's just a that's a, a scary mentality that, that they made people think. Well, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. People also don't understand how long-term works. So, how yeah. do they know what history is? But... Uh, again it's just one of those things that i think that they only see see stuff on on like the short term and then they think that this is going to to be great in history but you're only looking at what's happening right now with i don't know let's say like tearing down statues or something and then cuz that's what's yeah. right that we need to get rid of that but then so that i just don't think people are good at look actually looking at long term effects of anything or understanding what it what it means to do what they're doing like like defunding the police like okay like in in theory like like ideally that could sound really great that you're trying to help out i think having the right motivations can be good because that's how i can like you know agree with stuff with friends like i i get where like even with the socialism like i understand where you're coming from and wanting to help people out and wanting everyone to to be happy and and safe and everything but when you when you force it and and force other people to make that happen though, that's where we're, we're differing and that's where you get wrong. And just because you have like the right uh, motivations for it in certain regards, like doesn't mean like that's the ends justify the means thing, I guess.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess I was almost going to say like how old is he, but because I mean, yeah, when you're in college, like when (laughs) I feel like when you're in your early 20s or something you're like oh I just read uh Karl Marx so like now I'm a communist like mm-hmm. that's your identity now like any book you read is your new identity
0: <laughs> um at the time I mean he's now gonna be 30 yeah um so then this was a cut co- at least a f- few years ago too so you know like mid to late 20s but then definitely went to college and just have it's that city attitude it's the college yeah. city attitude of people who because and and i knew so many of them where they they felt better than their small town peers yeah. that they left and because like they're you know they're the hicks and stuff too and i i think I kind of felt that way to an extent. Like I was never, I was never, you know, left leaning or socialist or anything like that. But I think there was a part where I was like, well, I want to get out of the small town. Like I'm, you know, you kind of have that interest in like, I want to be bigger than this town. And, and I think that's okay, but I never, I don't know. I I just feel like I, I didn't feel as pretentious about it as i've seen some people be though too that they are yeah. like those people are wrong to want to live in that small town and to be conservative and to have all those things and like and so they just like really look down on it and i especially moving back and kind of seeing like the community and like all the stuff that they that they put into like events and things like it gives me a lot more admiration and respect for it but i i I don't know. I think maybe that just also comes with age that like when I, when I just maturity I'll say maybe rather than age because I also hate when people say like, well, they're young. They don't get it. I like I don't. I hate yeah. that because I'm like, I wasn't that way when I was that age. Like, don't give them that excuse. But like, I think some people mature earlier than others as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I now I don't think it's an age thing. Like somebody can be 70 and be just as radical. Mm
0: -hmm. oh yeah for sure yeah and but I do think with age can come wisdom and so that's what I mean by it that if you have more life experience so you might just kind of understand the world a little bit more um and but I also so I think that can help but I also don't think that not having that prevents you from being able to make good decisions and stuff when you're younger I just think that like well sometimes that can help you grow as a person
1: yeah but like even back then when like i don't know like yeah back then i was like yeah it's cool learning all these ideas at college or whatever but i always looked at them like like that is the problem like you're saying like now it's like they're imposing all their views on everyone where like before it was like oh cool you're reading about communism that's cool like no one's like saying no somebody has to have the same views as Mm -hmm. everyone else but like now they're like no you have to have our views and now it's going into law and it's like (laughs) i mean that's the problem everybody still does this they're like oh what do you care that we changed um every disney person's race for no reason or it's like because you're just trying to stick it to people like and you're putting it in law you're putting your views into you know
0: yeah I that's why like, people I think people have the right to believe in whatever they want so you know if you're racist if you're misogynist if you're um, socialist like I think you have the right to believe in those things I don't think you have the right to force your beliefs on anyone else even yeah. if your beliefs say that you can do that that I don't think that you can um, because I believe in individual rights. And, uh, and I don't and I think if you infringe on them then then you're wrong
1: yeah I mean that's why like I think the White House secretary said something like why are you trying to ban uh drag shows like what what kind of I'm, I'm like because you're forcing kids to go to drag shows it doesn't make sense to do that it just doesn't you know it's like yeah. if you want to send your kids there go ahead but not like, Um, that's why they had the whole separation of religion and stuff. Uh, they used to probably force religion and everything. And they probably even back then weren't like, you better talk religion with your kid or he will kill himself.
0: Yeah. I mean, on the flip (laughs) side, that is still a thing around here. Like I'll have old people talk about how like they used to teach like the Bible and stuff. And so they're upset by the lack of, of that now, but I'm kind of like. Well, I know in a public school, I'm actually I, I think it's fine. like I remember in eighth grade history, we learned about christian Christianity, uh, what else, uh, islam and and Judaism and then and like Hinduism. so like we did kind of learn about various religions, but it wasn't really specifically. We did say like we're reading the Bible yeah. verses here, and I don't think it's that bad. I've been confused because uh, as a reporter, I'm covering city council meeting different council meetings, and I keep not understanding how it works like they usually do a moment of silence unless they have someone there to uh, any sort of like minister or priest thing um at, 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 maybe technically it doesn't even ha- have to be a christian but it's like if they have one they can do a prayer and i'm so confused by this because I was like how come <laughs> how come we, we do prayers at like a government meeting? And this seems like weird and I don't, but like everyone does it. And is it just in the small town? Is that a thing that the government does? Like, so I've been confused about how the separation of church and state works with that though. Cause if yeah. they have someone to do a prayer, they do that. Otherwise it's just a moment of silence. And I've seen it happen a couple of times and I'm like, why? <laughs> um, but I think people have the right to believe in what they want. Like I'm, I'm not religious and I'm, I'm a very far libertarian, I guess is the simplest way to phrase it. But I, I classify oh, yeah. myself as a voluntary minarchist.
1: You're, is that a, are you a radical libertarian
0: then? <laughs> I guess that's what, if that's what if radical means, like far, far. Because they yeah, do like, well, a lot like of quadrants, far left, far right. I guess it'd be far up or down, whichever oh. side you're doing <laughs>
1: Yeah, I like don't even try to think of an identity politically anymore because I used to worry just when I started my podcast, like, oh, people are going to think I'm right wing because I criticize woke, whatever. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, they don't even mean anything. People say you're a fascist if you just disagree. So,
0: Well, that's why I think words do matter. And I think from, you know, Carter and Unsafe Space trying to to understand, like, I I at least since we use words to communicate i at least like to be able to get on whatever conversation i'm having like let's get on the same page like how how do you define the words that you're using that way i can just understand because we might be using and that sometimes that happens you're like oh you're meaning this i'm meaning this and that happens with libertarianism when i try to tell alex and Juliet, i'm like no, nah, I just consider you guys libertarians though, because like Juliet's conservative, Alex says she's centrist, but I'm like, but you both want smaller government. You both like are kind of anti-authoritarianism and you might have some stuff, but like you're on the libertarian side of things. And that's how I am very, uh, I think libertarian is like such a wide umbrella that I'm like, if you are against big government and like in the smaller you want it the more libertarian you are like i don't care where else you're you're standing on things but like if you're just kind of like leave me alone sort of personality like yeah that's libertarian and so i kind of want to take that word back a bit too because a lot of people are like well they're crazy because they're doing all these like yeah some of them are there's because there's (laughs) a bunch of people like everyone has their own opinions on things but generally i'm trying to like the little L libertarian is just like it encompasses a lot of different ideas. If it's just smaller government, you're a libertarian.
1: Well, how did you come up with being libertarian? Did you just did you do quizzes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or did you? Uh...
0: Um, I I don't know how long I, I mean, I grew up. I guess it was kind of leaning in conservative stuff because I didn't really understand the other dimensions that there could be um i don't remember when i learned the word libertarian but my dad has always been more on, on you know libertarian conservative side so i grew up like i was never woke never went through that and had a change of heart or i anything. was raised
1: woke so <laughs>
0: oh yeah raised through the god of wokeness um but i and then i think as i've gotten older it's just gotten more. Uh, individualist and it was especially through unsafe space because I for a long time I never understood where libertarians sat on the spectrum when I saw left and right because people would say like I would think so you're
1: saying you're on the spectrum I'm
0: on the spectrum yeah for (laughs) sure um they because I was like well I agree with things on the left like I a lot of social ideas like I do agree with and then um but then you know I'd say like socially liberal fiscally conservative was kind of always how I saw things and then so then i was like okay like but but then they would say that the farther right you are the smaller government you want but then it was also like fascism and stuff like i don't understand how the spectrum works like where where does that sit so then i'm like okay so libertarian might be more closer to the center but like i don't believe in like but it's still a government here so i was like trying to put it in between and eventually once i learned like oh they're just different like you got across now and i'm like that that helped me to understand and then through unsafe space i learned more about It would the more important thing because I was like, what is the difference in 2020? I couldn't understand the difference between uh, liberals and conservatives. They were like blending in a lot and a lot of them wanted authoritarian things. Um, And so it was just kind of like they I don't understand. Like, how do you define what each one is? Because I see like overlap. And then yeah. I learned about like libertarian versus authoritarian and that's the spectrum to care about. And then the liberals and conservatives all want an amount of authoritarianism. It just depends like they like, oh, I want abortions, I want freedom, blah, 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 whatever other things. So like it just depends on what side you are of what you want from the government. And then the less you want from the government, the more libertarian you are. And the spectrum of individualism to collectivism, so those things that really help. Because I was going through like an identity crisis for a few weeks, because I just didn't understand like where do I sit on things? Like, what, why, like, how do I kind of convey what I believe? And I and I couldn't place it. Um, And so, in safe space, really helped me to be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. This is where I am. And then I happened to come across the term minarchy at one point just by reading some sort of like various governments that people don't really know about list of things. And I saw minarchy and I was like, Oh, that's what I believe in. (laughs) And I just, I never knew there was a term for it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I guess I, uh, well, one time I (laughs) took an online thing uh, about, I guess libertarianism and it was like the only part that I was like not on board with, I guess it was like, oh, would you care if people can buy um
0: uh
1: like child sex dolls if they're a pe- pedo? Do you care about that or something?
0: Wait, I'm confused by the question. Because... Like, I
1: think it was saying like, oh, you're a libertarian if you don't care at all, if like, you literally don't care about what anyone does. Like, even if a guy buys
0: what was it tech- an adult would be buying a a, a yeah. sex doll that was a child's shape. Yeah. Okay, I just didn't understand if it was a child purchasing a sex doll. Okay, just, <laughs> that clears it up. Um. Um. I yeah, and I think sometimes. Well, I hate the political tests and stuff too because yeah. they're always like biased in some sort. Like never really fully understanding and or they're worded so specifically where I'm like well like neither or something or or I've always been bad I think I failed an employment this thing that from like walmart or giant eagle or or question the questions were like would you do blah 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 and i think at one point they said that i wasn't fit to work there because (laughs) because and i don't know what it was and i think i probably because i answered questions differently but i was like it depends on the situation like it's so situational and i didn't know if it just made it seem like i was i was gonna respond too much to authority or not enough to authority or i just like i knew the questions were similar and i was like no i'm gonna go with this one (laughs) instead here and so I, I don't know if that was the reason, but I feel like that was like, she's too inconsistent. She, she can't be trusted. Um, but I think most things are situational. And I think, I, I, I think and, and this is what Alex and I were talking about the other night too on a stream, in that we can care personally about what someone does without thinking, hey, we should force them to do or not do something. And, like, Mm. maybe I don't think, like, uh, drugs will use, I, I think people should be allowed to purchase and consume whatever drugs they want as long as they're not hurting others do I think it's a healthy move that they, that they probably should be doing most likely not. It really depends, but it also depends on the situation as someone in like excruciating pain. And the only thing that really alleviates it is heroin. And, but they are still able to like kind of function normally without it. And they're not concerned like, okay, like I'm, I'm, it's really dependent on the individual and their situation.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, like now everybody does like, they'll be like oh so you want people to overdose on heroin like everyone goes through the extreme yeah now. they
0: go yeah they don't have any sort of yeah of balance in there and i and i'm also i'll say that drugs are the biggest thing that i've changed my mind about because that i grew best. up with uh and i don't do it i've never done anything i think i've smoked one puff of a cigar before and i drink sometimes and some, there've been times when i've gotten like very very drunk but um and i also rarely drink um and i've never done anything else But I also think I believe in people's right to do so. But when I was younger, even in college, I hated marijuana. I just thought like that was bad. And I mostly I still hate it because of the smell. Um, It smells like skunk, no matter what anyone tells me that they're like, it's just the bad kind. You need to get the good. I've never, ever smelled it. Apparently, everyone has terrible, (laughs) terrible weed, Um, but because I had I grew up. Or, you know, like with alcoholism and family and stuff too. So that was always like a deterrent. So drugs were always, I was always just kind oh. of like anti-drugs because of it. And then I got more libertarian on it too. Or it's like, well, it's not my decision to try and force people to to do stuff or, or another. Um, but again, it's kind of like, yeah, are you a drunkard? And that affects your family and whatever ways. Like, okay, you shouldn't do that. But you're also not necessarily, like, you know, um, doing anything, harming people. It's not illegal to do it. it. But can you still be a dick? Yeah. Like, you might be a sucky person, but you also don't deserve jail. That's kind of how I see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what they do try to get libertarians for. They probably just do. That's their whole strategy is to go, so you want someone to beat their wife and be an alcoholic. You're for... Just like when Elon Musk took Twitter, people were terrified that, oh, he's going to allow anything.
0: Yeah, they're still scared of that, too. Like, oh, my God, Twitter's <laughs> so... Because, uh, again, I have the those lefty friends, the authoritarian... And I'm using lefty. I try to not all, always <laughs> use that because again i see like left and right I, the spectrum is so like people use it so differently so i i generally prefer using authoritarian um <laughs> because that's just more specific to me but um that's, but actually
1: just, that's a good idea that would be they'd get mad at that probably
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but it's true but um but for simplification uh, sometimes especially like around here because there are people who are like are concerned about Democrats and Republicans and I'm like I'm so far beyond that. like I don't yeah. care on either side like you if you this is where you are, like you are not uh, c- current with the culture right now <laughs> no um if that's how you believe in things. so that's why like there's this one kid who's a Democrat. and although I probably disagree with the union thing, i, I he's uh he's running for city council and I think he he's nineteen and I But I think I agree with a lot of what he wants. He's not trying to raise taxes. He's just trying to help the community out and grow the economy and things. Like it seems more like he's pro uh, uh, police and stuff too, though. So and he when I asked him before if he was uh, how he felt about drugs, he wants to legalize marijuana, but doesn't like harder drugs. though So it's kind of funny where I'm like, he's he's not this extremist. Um, He kind of has like a sort of classic Democrat thing. Um, So that's where I'm like, I could support him. I think on a, I would never vote for a Democrat in like any bigger things, but I think on more local stuff, I would potentially consider it just because of I think they're like I would disagree with conservatives, uh, the Republicans on certain issues too. Um, so I, but I also don't vote really. So
1: yeah. Well, yeah, like a lot of people. I mean, my family and my, me and my friend talk about how bad it is now, and he's like, if somebody still is going to vote now, (laughs) I guess he's overvoting, because Mm -hmm. he's like talking about the East Palestine thing. He's like, people are seriously going to vote again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, people People forgot about that already. I mean...
0: Yeah, they're really good at at sweeping that under the rug. But anything, I'm not a very... Um, emotional person for a lot like when I react to a lot of things that happen it's kind of like wow that sucks that's terrible the thing that gets me is animal stuff though so like it could be like pretty much anything else that I'm kind of like okay like it's like a distant uh, you know, sadness or something, but um, for animals and especially ones. So, like, I have chickens, I have this, and like, and that worries me too. Yeah. And what if that happened here? Like, is that still going to like come? Because, you know, Ohio is the Ohio border. So, like, could that still affect us? So, that's the thing that I'm like, no, I remember that. <laughs> I'm upset by this.
1: Yeah. That is, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy the control they have over the media because they, they literally like, I think in the past, if I would be like, if something like that happens, no one's going to forget that. That's going to be all over in the news. And now I'm like, no, they they can just ignore it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. mean, and like people like Joy Behar are like, oh, they voted for this because it's a Trump County or something. And it's like, did the animals vote for? Her? <laughs> voted Even if for you what? think that way. Trains. He w- yeah, he, she said, oh, it's a Trump County. And he somehow was responsible years <laughs> ago for. Yeah, it doesn't
0: make sense. She's an idiot, so
1: it doesn't matter though. I always keep saying that now. Like somebody could literally say like the worst thing you can think about a Trump voter, and it doesn't matter. Like
0: it doesn't matter what you think about them, or it doesn't
1: well like nothing happens, like oh. Like, Biden could say, like, I don't know, Trump voters, like, should be put in camps, like, soon. <laughs> people would be, no, he meant that wasn't what he meant. I guess they would just uh, do that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They're, really they're really good at,
0: they're really good about having to translate for Biden. Yeah. where whatever he said, like, well, he actually meant this thing. I, I think it was hilarious, too, when he, when people who voted for him, they were upset. You know, a lot of people had Biden regret and uh which that was just hilarious on its own but it was uh, and also very annoying though because it's just like seriously that like you couldn't understand this beforehand so that was upsetting and hilarious but they ones who were like uh, what was it about the pipeline too where he like you know they destroyed like ended a bunch of potential job opportunities and stuff and then someone was like i didn't think he was actually going to do it And it was like, well, he said he would like, yeah, but I thought he was a politician and he wouldn't actually go through with what he said, you know, because politicians lie about stuff like, well, you don't vote based uh, based on someone because you think they're going to lie about the platform that they're doing, especially <laughs> about something that you would hate when it's yeah. something that you would absolutely hate and you think he's not going to do this thing but I, he's he says he won't do it but they lie or he says that he will do it but they lie so you think that he's not going to do it. Why would you risk that? Why would you risk if he's saying to do something and you would hate it and if he yeah. actually follows through with it then that would be terrible and I was just like, how are you that idiotic i don't know how many uh, wait where where does this air (laughs) it's gonna say (laughs) the r word and i didn't know if that was gonna be Uh, acceptable
1: (laughs) i mean i used to say whatever i mean now i guess i try to do that stupid uh Recently, I've been just saying I've been trying to copy other YouTube people, but I do have it on Rumble too. So,
0: okay, yeah, that's why when I do Rumble only now, I do not censor anything, (laughs) just say every thought that crosses.
1: Just don't like have bikini pics or anything,
0: yeah, yeah, apparently. (laughs) Well, that's not going to be an issue. I was not planning on that anyway, so you don't own one,
1: yeah, that's crazy. Like getting mad that a politician does follow through,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. so i don't know i i just again i don't understand how people want democracy and i was talking to was when chicago fawcett was on because he was being pro democracy on on the one occasional levity stream too and i like him but that's why i was just saying like hey i'm just gonna say i don't like democracy and then uh, when you're having other people especially stupid people vote in things <clears throat> that will affect your life like why would i want dumb people to make decisions about my life like i don't want their input so if we're going to vote there should be limitations i want smarter more i want wiser people to be voting because it's also it's not an iq thing necessarily like there are intelligent woke people i just i think of it in like dungeons and dragons terms of like intelligence versus wisdom so you can have like a high intelligence score but your wisdom is low so they're still voting like, wrong and I think that like even with like kind of more conservative places they might have lower intelligence scores sometimes but I think their wisdom can be higher because when they understand individualism more when they think I don't want the government telling me what to do to me that's a higher wisdom score <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, it doesn't matter if someone has an IQ if they're woke because they're so ideological. Like, look at uh, Sam Harris. I mean, I, like, thought used to respect him a lot, like, especially over the lockdown, like, and, like, recently, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, okay, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how smart someone is if they become that one-sided.
0: Which one is he again? I know the name, but I always mix up people's existences
1: uh, he like i guess he's famous for just being an atheist i don't know how that would make okay. famous but <laughs> oh. <laughs> well he does meditation Dude. stuff and he um he did get flack from left-wing people because he was anti he i don't know if he still is but he was anti-woke and he
0: okay but so he it looks like a philosopher neuroscientist author podcast yeah. host and then rationality religion ethics free will neuroscience. rationality okay. is gone now but so, what has he been saying that's been... I don't follow him, clearly. Um, so, what has he said now that's been um, bad?
1: Just like he just hate. He has... Like, he hates Trump. And he used to hate Trump, too.
0: Uh, yeah, people with TDS. Doesn't Ben yeah. Shapiro, didn't he... I think he's gotten a little over that. But didn't he have TDS as well?
1: Oh, I don't know. I didn't know.
0: I think he was very... He was a, a never-Trumper. I think Shapiro oh. was a never-Trumper. And I think he kind of changed his mind over time
1: yeah i don't know i actually didn't hear that but
0: again um, i don't really follow people closely it's just stuff that i, I remember being told this at one point or <laughs> hearing things but
1: yeah i mean he used to well there's certain people i'm like all right you, you don't like trump and that's how he used to be like um now he's like i mean he went i guess because he went on a podcast and he said like hunter biden like he like he was like i agree with them covering up the hunter biden story and oh this he is sam said, harris yeah oh. and he uh <laughs> um, he was like trump university is like um wait the hunter biden could have like kids in his basement and it wouldn't matter to me like because trump you like it's like a firefly to the sun compared to trump university um Hmm. and i don't know much about trump university it just sounds like it's a stupid little school private
0: i don't know anything about it
1: yeah but like i also keep thinking you said you did audio recording yeah and i know there's i almost went to some like audio recording schools like i did get a bachelor's technically in that <laughs> um it, but there's like there's a lot of schools it's like uh become an audio recording person and like so that sounded like <laughs> that's University the degree they're too.
0: giving out it's just bachelor of science and audio yeah. recording person
1: <laughs> well these schools are just recording but i did have a it was also in the music program so
0: hmm yeah that's what my school they didn't have an actual like it was filmmaking and they kept talking about doing an audio like a specific like audio uh major and mm-hmm. so my friends and i who were super into sound design we wanted to to transfer into that but they i don't know if they ever ended up doing it, but they definitely didn't do it while we were in school but all of my electives and everything too was into to audio engineer sound sound design stuff so then i did when I did the audio engineer things in Chicago, coincidentally, Second City was doing voiceover classes in that same student. I had no idea when I applied for it either. So I was really excited because I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted." Like, I love the voice acting, um, just on the on the voice actor side. But then learning how to do it on the technical side and be the engineer for it that was really cool too to be able to do that. Um, yeah, do, do other VO recordings for like commercials and stuff.
1: Yeah, there was uh there was a few film people with film degrees that started doing stand up and I was like, what is the overlap there? It didn't make it still doesn't make sense to me.
0: I can answer (laughs) at least from mine was that I already knew like at least performance wise, like I loved theater and I, you know, did a lot of that growing up, but I was like I already know how to act and, and all those basics from like high school and things. I don't need a full degree in it. But if I'm going to go do TV things, I'd rather have like the knowledge and stuff on the technical end because like performing is less likely, but you can get in from a technical oh, yeah. side. And, and so just having, which I also don't think you need the degree, especially now anymore. You can learn everything on the internet. But at the time too, when I felt like I'm supposed to go to college, like, well, I like TV. I already know how to do the acting side and let me learn more about the technical side of things
1: yeah that's why i went to college for that too like um and i think you know certain college like i do think that's kind of (laughs) i don't know like it's almost immoral to me now looking back like i'm glad i didn't only go to a recording school like because i would only have a skill that's like kind of i mean that's too narrow yeah even back then it was becoming obsolete like 'Cause you could start to record by yourself on a laptop.
0: I think um, most degrees are unnecessary unless you need yeah. it to like be a doctor or something like that. Like I do not recommend people to especially take out loans to go to college and yeah. for things that you can learn on your own. Um and I, yeah so it's like most things but if you're going to be like in the medical field and stuff and you need it i guess technically a lot of teachers now too for like secondary education they require like a master's degree which is hmm. ridiculous but yeah so i guess if but then also don't do public school i'm an advocate for like yeah. homeschool and uh like private or or co-op stuff so yeah
1: yeah, there was like uh, I guess because of the lock, because of the craziness in the past few years. I I used to think homeschooling like was like making your kid R worded, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, I
0: used to think yeah, that, but or or just generally I had like misconceptions of homeschool. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. By the way, like the the avoiding certain words is kind of funny to me, like because they're so, um, they're almost worse sounding to me. Like Patton also used to have a bit about that. Like some of the euphemisms are worse than.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what, I mean, I think I've mentioned this before in streams too. Like I think it was Louis CK who had like the N word. And he talked about that. But like you just, when you say that, you make everyone think of the word. Like when when you say the thing, it's still the concept of what you're not supposed to say. And so it's just so silly that, like now you have the new and eventually the n-word is going to be bad because they just keep changing you're yeah. like well now that's offensive so now you're gonna have to say the the word that begins with the letter after m will be the new <laughs> thing
1: yeah and there's also words that are close to that like i had a old it's like the south Park. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i had an old stand-up bit about white rappers and i didn't say wigger but um Cause i was like is that offensive
0: i don't know (laughs) um and what's the? oh gosh i can't remember the guy's name the um the comedian hang on let me look at the song but he's the one where the he he, the music is about the two g's the i the the n the e and r and then so then he goes through it without saying it out and then eventually it's about being a ginger so so uh so that was good but i can't remember what the song was um or or who the person was now um i can picture him i just can't remember his name wait is it tim minchin i think it's tim minchin
1: Oh,
0: yeah yeah australian comedian of course he's australian (laughs) oh yeah the so yeah ginger prejudice so i think it's a yeah it's a song um
1: yeah, so
0: that's
1: like, a great one. Um, I mean, I usually just say like "you're my ginger." <laughs> I mean, you could try that with your boy or whatever.
0: Yeah, he was just talking today too. How I don't remember how we got on the topic, but he worked with um, where was he from? if not like Jamaica, but somewhere like in the islands too. So it was in Chicago and he was a black guy, but he would say, you know, like what up my, my N word to, to the ginger on, like on the train. And he would just be looking over and be like black women who were like looking at him. Like, what did he just call you? (laughs) Like, I didn't say it. I was just called one. (laughs) Wow.
1: Yeah. So that's what you call your boyfriend or, um, call me the n-word yeah <laughs> yeah uh my favorite well yeah louis bit i really like and i also like george collin had an old bit about it and he was like yeah george uh, richard pryor he can say it because he is an n-word <laughs> yeah. um but yeah like even when i was like kind of new in stand-up like one or two white comics was said in a bit. And I think that's when that was done. Di- Remember, alternative comedy used to be like offensive, like Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Edgy. And then now it's like the opposite, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, she was getting canceled and stuff too. Um, yeah. So maybe she had to kind of stop. Well, she's, you know, there are things that she, she says that might be kind of like unwoke or a little woke. Like, I, I never know. It's again, I think of the people who, who are offensive I think they're they're still in there but then I think sometimes they kind of feel pressured into to like falling in line but not everyone does like some people st- just don't care and they they'll say whatever and I um but I think I and I've said this on my streams too multiple times about it's don't don't um I put people on a pedestal on on things that because even when you have um oh gosh Dave Chappelle where he you know like he's he's pretty unwoke with a lot of things but he might say like he might be uh, i think he might have had some leanings i don't know when i say blm but just like certain things that that kind of hinted a little bit more in the other direction and just for anyone everyone is going to have various opinions like no one is going to agree with you 100 and when you um you know idolize them they're eventually going to let you down and it's yeah. so don't think that everyone's a hero like elon musk i don't trust him completely i think it's a good move. Like I'm, I'm glad he took over Twitter because there's a potential for things to be better and and less censoring. Is he going to be uh, understand like in depth values and stuff of individualism? No, I don't think so. I think he probably has a better grasp than like very woke people. So it's just kind of like a scale of, you know, the, of akua might be better but i don't trust anyone completely to like have all the same the like the right quote-unquote values of things um so it's just kind of like i agree that this person said these things here like those were good now this person's saying this other thing not yeah, no. like you know that's disappointing but i'm not gonna like overreact to it
1: yeah i mean i don't know Sort silverman like like i wish you would just be like like I guess Bill Maher is now like I wish she would just go against woke but she's still trying to be she's not as bad as Amy Schumer but like Mm. she did say when Louie got canceled she was like I still like Louie like and I wanted to see him do that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know I don't know much about Amy Schumer but just because of generally isn't her thing always talking about her vagina and stuff though like I don't know if I ever would really think that she's that funny anyway not that I think I think Not that I'm against bringing that up, though, too. That's why, like I said, um, it's hard for, like, as libertarian as well, though. Like, some things might kind of sound like sort of feminism or something. Like, I don't care. Like, I think anything can be funny coming from the comedian thing. You could talk about anything, but it's just kind of when you have a shtick, And then especially coming from, like, a feminist sort of perspective constantly, though, then it gets old.
1: She also started out being like a Sarah Silverman, like, I'm edgy and offensive. And then she said, I'm sorry, I was doing a right-wing character.
0: About being edgy and offensive?
1: She said she used to do literally a right-wing character on stage. so But that was how she was trying to get out of being canceled at the time. Oh,
0: but, that she didn't actually believe in those things. Yeah,
1: and she kind of still does the same. Like, I guess maybe now it's more just about her vagina and that's it now but <laughs> i never like, really listened to anything that's all yeah, i know is that
0: she's talked about vaginas so i don't know if she talked about things she's before
1: the fir- well the thing is she is the first female comedian so
0: is that right huh? yeah
1: she's the first and she is a woman
0: wow okay female and a woman
1: <laughs> uh yeah i mean people always kind of go to extremes though like people like amy schumer do make people go oh see no woman is funny and i'm like no i don't agree with that like um but it's hard to argue against when you have amy schumer type she inspired a lot of bad comedians yeah. and
0: then <laughs> and that's the thing when i get like with with chicago stuff too they are gonna put people on who aren't good because it's just like here's the same old shtick that they're gonna all yeah. do and so then everyone who like actually wants to hear something funny like well this isn't funny and this is what we've got though these are the the people that Mm -hmm. we've had for for women comedians whereas other ones who may have been funny have left and and they just got pushed out or whatever so
1: yeah i mean yeah i mean to me like i don't know like yeah that's why i keep getting I'll just I keep going back and forth with like I'm done with stand up like mm-hmm. but I do think I was saying before like on another episode like I kind of don't see it the same anymore like I don't think stand up is like the like raw truth thing anymore like you know how people always were like no you tell it like it is with stand up I mean that's just not. <laughs>
0: That's the idea for improv, too. I mean, they have, oh, like, yeah. books called Truth and Comedy, and that's how they, like, <laughs> that you, the funny comes from kind of having some oh. some sort of truth in there, which I also think is, like, it might take it too far. Because, like, sometimes I'm just going to be a teapot, and I'm going to do stuff. I'm <laughs> like, there's not really truth. But you play it truthfully. It's like, what would a teapot do? Like, and instead of, like, so I get yeah. that from that respect. But, like, I think sometimes people took it too much. We're like, you're only able to play, like, who you are. Like, no, we're still playing pretend. You're just trying to be honestly how a how a sentient teapot might be reacting
1: yeah i guess now people would say no it's about my truth like uh-huh yeah. and it'll be just like okay we're doing a sketch about when i was rained. <laughs> and it's like okay i don't know if people need to see a lot of like that started to happen with stand-up where like people sometimes would go on stage and they'd tell something like because I was assaulted once like and mm-hmm. so and yeah, they try just, to make it funny and
0: uncomfortable yeah yeah I mean there are ways to do it I, I think any topic can be up uh, you know be funny and be up for grabs you know like I don't think anything should be off limits um yeah. but you have to do it in a way that's not going to be uncomfortable
1: <laughs> yeah I mean well people did start to literally say like no mm-hmm. this subject Look, like rape is never funny. But mm-hmm. I always think of the the Carlin George Carl was like, rape can be funny. Picture Porky Pig raping Elmer Fudd or something. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: no, again, I don't think any any things should be off off limits. I think it can be tougher. There are certain topics that yeah. are going to be more challenging to to make funny, but I don't think that you shouldn't never shouldn't ever you shouldn't never, yeah, that's right. you shouldn't <laughs> never talk comedy. I think I want that double negative there,
1: yeah, um, well, I remember like once I talked to some some girl once and she was like, uh, Louie came up or something because I saw him in New York just walking around once I was like, mm-hmm. I saw him, she was like. <gasps> what you saw him and i
0: was (laughs) And when you looked at him he that was rape he raped you at that moment
1: well i thought it was funny because like i looked at him and he looked like startled like i was like does he think i'm like a blogger or like
0: (laughs) (laughs) someone recognized oh no (laughs) yeah and Um, she
1: was like i think he should just never do stand-up i guess like he should do something else and i just was like i could just couldn't get past that i was like what (laughs) I don't
0: know yeah well I mean his whole thing I only vaguely remember it but I was really bothered I had my white male friend who's who's know authoritarian in Chicago when we were uh, t- I think it was over I think it was over a discord call though too because I think it was we, we were all in Chicago but I think we were having to do movie nights virtually because sure. of the coup um, But uh, I think we were having a discussion about Louis C.K., and I think he kept saying rape, and I was like, he didn't touch those women. And, like, regardless, and I think I I would say that that is wrong to also, like, that that lessens the impact of what rape actually is when you're defining someone who's not even being physically assaulted as rape. And, like, that's not okay for, I don't think, for someone who, like, for those people who may have been raped out there. But I could... You can argue about was it, you know, was it cool or uncool for for maybe the girls to feel obligated to stay and watch him jerk off because i think that's what it was was that like they like he might have helped them out though but he they had to watch him jerk off i'm like well but you also have the option he wasn't forcing them to stay they still had the free will to be like i this isn't worth it to me this is not how i want to break into the comedy industry industry is doing yeah. this like, this is uncomfortable that might make it more difficult but people do that i think was it octavia spencer or something i think she talked about a similar thing or like she wasn't going to play by by you know like the the actual you know misogyny that she may have experienced there but she was like i'm still like oh she might get blacklisted and i could be totally wrong it might not be her at all i just think there was some sort of actress who was like potentially going to be blacklisted for it but oh, she was unwilling Was a
1: weinstein do.
0: thing i don't know if it was weinstein or it might have oh. just been anything but it was just that like she um uh, she wasn't willing to do the things that like, you know, sexually or, or whatever like promiscuously that were kind of like required to do it, but she wasn't going to do it that way. She was still going to try and, she, and then she, still, she still got successful. So it might be more challenging and the world sucks. It's not fair. And maybe mm-hmm. and the, the people shouldn't be doing that, but they, so I think it's one thing to argue with like, hey, people should be less, you know, jerks about things. Um, They should be uh, you know, more respectful from one human to another. But I also don't think you should call things rape when they aren't that.
1: Yeah. Like there was, um, I mean, that was pretty crazy. Like, cause there was one, like somebody might've said he, Oh, he blocked the door when he was doing it. But I'm like, everyone's assuming that had definitely happened like he mm-hmm. definitely blocked the door he like no one was there it's weird how everybody started to go this is what like assume right away how it happened was how whoever said like whatever they say is exactly how it happened until joe biden's thing and then now no one thinks and now it's, it's like,
0: just like, like nothing anyone says is yeah. how it means because biden does never says anything <laughs> yeah
1: well that way he was he's old-fashioned that's all like he's old-fashioned like Men used to just. But that didn't work for
0: Trump either, though, where he's not old fashioned. He's evil and like everything he said, like it's too crude and he should know better. But then Biden, he's from another time. Yeah. Another era. (laughs) Um, Also, I I should leave soon because I've got to go. Oh, yeah. Do some dinner things. Um, Just FYI.
1: Okay. Yeah. I was going to say. Um, so your channel is called the the dim side on.
0: Yeah. On rumble, it's the dim side. And then on YouTube, it's the dim side 45 because they wouldn't give me the dim side. Cause someone else had it for some, oh. because when I even, I have had my channel since I think December of 2006, I oh, think wow. is when I made it. But when I first made it, it was the sorceress princess. So you can find <laughs> it at youtube.com slash the sorceress princess but uh or else it's the uh the dim side 45 <laughs> which wow. that other person who has it doesn't even use it and so
1: <sighs> yeah i have a youtube like the name is a guy in his room but it's not it's mosquito man or something like, oh, okay. i can't change the name
0: yeah oh they won't uh, let you change it either Like they not me... the
1: channel name or something
0: oh okay I remember, I think yeah, no, I think you had to reach like certain levels. So I don't think I was able to change no. it. That's why I could still keep the sorcerer's princess or the string of l- l- numbers and letters. Um, but you can do the at, like if you have that at username thing, oh. you can use that now. So you could be youtube.com slash at oh, okay. a guy in his room or whatever you have for that. Um so that might make it easier, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm the dim side on everything else, on every other social media platform, even Backyard Chickens. I have it. And yet YouTube <laughs> will not let me take that account, even though well, the other one doesn't use it.
1: Well, you guess you'll have to sue or something.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I just gave up on YouTube, It's the biggest thing. So oh, yeah. Ever.
1: Yeah. And you guys used to be on, I guess, Unsafe Spaces channel. That's where mm-hmm. I found
0: so you did come to your there, shows. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure exactly, because you said that you knew them, but I didn't know. I couldn't remember what how you had come through it. But yeah, yeah, we were on there, and then they were moving more to, to written content anyway, though, so then I just moved oh. stuff to my channel.
1: Okay, and you're on Subscribestar?
0: I am, yeah, which is <laughs> the dim side on there, too.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, so everybody go there and get merch that you...
0: i should do merch no it's just (laughs) donations and stuff but i'm on twitter uh gab discord um i also have the element one too for when we get banned on discord um maybe i'll do a gilded but yeah so it's the dim side and everything on there i should do merch because one time alex talked about i think the white vagina the light vagina something from (laughs) from lord of the rings uh the what's the new show the Ring oh, of power, yeah. Ring, rings of power, a vagina of power. Yeah, but yeah, so there's something where she uh, was like the light, like when, when the one girl went, the elves went into that, that light, and I think she called it the light vagina because it just kind of had that opening in the center. Um, and then <laughs> was this other when We had another character, I need to remember what those were. Vaginor, I think we had a character name, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we should make those into shirts.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you're people say pussy on YouTube, but um.
0: I know Alex and I did. Uh, like YouTube didn't censor us. We said a lot of things that we probably shouldn't have. Like the R word was okay. I'm pretty sure I said pussy a lot. Um, oh, yeah.
1: Well, people say like unalived <laughs> instead of like suicided or something.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't Which know is that.
1: just a creepy. Uh... And my friend's like. a teacher, and like they, instead of saying that, they say, oh, this kid completed. <laughs> you know, isn't that like so awful sounding?
0: Yeah, completed. It's Wait, like an Orwellian,
1: then... like, oh, that sounds good. What do you mean he completed?
0: Completed <laughs> what? I'm still confused. They were teachers and they.
1: They, oh, if a student offs himself.
0: Oh, oh. Yeah. We're, ta- we're still talking about unalived. Yeah. And he completed. <laughs> oh, that is uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> completed completed life is that what i guess yeah but just early early
1: on the highest achievement on
0: (laughs) 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 oh okay interesting i'm going to use that from now on (laughs) from all the suicides that i have to to yeah address and stuff
1: oh yeah but uh thanks for coming on
0: yeah, anytime. This is fun. I'm down to talk more about comedy or whatever else. Oh yeah. Know. I just, um, I have to make dinner now.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. So your abusive husband is gonna. We're
0: doing uh, it was my idea. I wanted to do pancakes, and then we have lemons. So now I want to try lemon pancakes, which I wasn't sure if oh. it was a thing, but it is a thing. <laughs> We're gonna make it a thing.
1: Yeah. Well, cricket pancakes are coming soon too, probably. Oh yeah. Oh,
0: interesting. <laughs> But yeah, anytime that you want to chat again, this is fun.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, check our channel out and your column in the newspaper, or whatever you do, too.
0: I am a newspaper reporter. You, you can <laughs> check it out. It is online. Oh. You can see. It's not just a column. I'm the sole reporter in the town.
1: Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I didn't know if you were, like, not wanting to dox.
0: Oh, I've already shown people. it on my streams before, oh, okay. and I, so it doesn't it doesn't super matter. Um, I've kind of doxed myself. But also, like, it doesn't matter if people try to come here. Like, the only thing is, I guess potentially, if the if my job gets mad, I don't know how you know authoritarian they might be or not but i'm also the only reporter that they have and i already came in oh. with like knowing the community too though so they kind of need me so that's bonus and if anyone tries to come to the house i've got geese who attack <laughs> like everyone but me including with ginger and we also have a lot of guns so
1: oh yeah that's right
0: which i have one right here i've got my revolver <laughs> right now so
1: wow and a lot of instruments too too i
0: do yeah um never know how to show it. I can't, but the banjo is behind me.
1: <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Um, Yeah, we've got other ones. We've got the melodica. We've got the mandolin sitting over there, but I have the melodica. Oh, wow. What
1: else? Oh. You're not in any bands or anything?
0: I wish. None of my friends <laughs> ever played musical instruments. They only sang, so I was the only one. Um, this is a theremin.
1: Oh, Look, I don't would just I was assume like, oh, it's a radio whoa. or
0: something. Yeah. <laughs> I can never get it to work right. Um, I don't know. Oh, I think I have a penny whistle. Yeah, got a penny whistle here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good sound effect in, if you're <laughs> streaming.
0: <laughs> so I got lots of stuff. I've got the key Epsilon.
1: Oh, yeah. That's big.
0: He didn't mean it, Epsilon. <laughs> My keyboard's uh, name is Lil Fermata. Oh. Uh, if you don't know music, named my, uh, Fermata is in a musical. You haven't? That's weird. No. <laughs> weird <laughs> that you haven't named all of your musical instruments.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe another time I ask about music stuff. I think I forgot to.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm totally down to discuss uh we could do music and talk more culture stuff too. I don't know. I know more yeah. comedy and culture than I do like music and culture stuff though. But we could talk music.
1: Oh yeah.
0: But I just have. I also have D and D in an hour, so that's why I have to do dinner and oh, D D. Okay. It moved up a half hour than than I had initially planned. <laughs> All
1: right. Yeah. I'll let you get on to the new nerd stuff.
0: Uh, <laughs> this wasn't nerdy enough for me. Clearly, if we want to do other nerd things, I've got a Rubik's cube here. So. Oh. Um, and then a bunch of D&D, I've got a bunch of dice for a D&D and a rainbow.
1: It's weird that it, it's like you're pulling things out of thin air almost because I can't <laughs> see. I know,
0: every, <laughs> and I have like everything here. I would show the gun, but I don't know if that might. Oh, yeah. Like YouTube never gets mad from it in the past, but just to be safe, unless you want to see it. Otherwise, I'll show you a unicorn horn die.
1: <laughs> just as deadly. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, this is fun. Thanks for having me on. Like I said, yeah. uh, another time, too. I'm happy to chat. All
1: right. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah.
0: Thank you. Have a good evening. So you're in New York. Yeah, Eastern time. Yeah. yeah. Have a good evening, then. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> throat>